This is episode 184. My mouse just did a kickflip. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Including praise deployment. It's the tone control. Three bells. That was the only bell in the episode. Okay. No, go away, little menu thing. Okay. Uh, man, I'll tell you what. Yeah, tell me. It's been a, it's been a time over here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think we all assumed that. Is there anything more specific that you want to no, add? No, it's or? just like it's the the show this week is going to reflect <laughs> the kind of time it's been, <laughs> which is to say, distracting, <laughs> and I've been very busy and. I don't know. I just, a lot of things happened uh, that would have occupied my prepare the podcast time. Yeah. And, you know, I just was like, oh. and then I got, I got really in my head about what this podcast even is. So, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, um, wait, that's all right. We could do that kind of episode. <laughs> so that that's, that's where I'm coming in. Um, yeah. Things at work are like crazy. Good. Really good. But crazy. So I'm like. Yeah. I'm doing that and school and all that kind of thing. So um, I get you. And my my dog was an idiot and hurt himself the other day. Mm, how is he, by the way? He's he's like uh, stable. You know, he's like okay. Um, yeah. So for the listener, he uh, he chases a laser pointer like a cat, and it's our version of fetch. He doesn't really play fetch that much, so he chases laser pointer really well, and it's his daily exercise. He goes until he can't breathe anymore. He's absolutely bonkers about it. It's hilarious and it gives him his exercise. Yeah. So the other day, he like took a turn weirdly and did something to his back legs and is in like some pain. And I think it like you can see it's really weird. Like under his like in his thigh, you can see under the fur, there's like a bulge. And I think he's got okay. a, a muscle spasm or something. And it he's might got a be real on strain or something. Yeah. It might be on both sides, and we can't really tell. So Mm. And to bring him to the emergency vet, which is always like the worst kind of stress because you can't really effectively communicate with your dog. So um, they gave us some pain medicine and stuff and he's like fine now. He's like, he's really sedate though because like side effect of the drugs and like generally Mm. feeling crummy. So He probably doesn't want to walk around a whole lot. (laughs) Yeah, that too. Yeah. Um, I do like, they, they encouraged us to walk him a little, just like, short stints okay. to keep him moving. So we're doing that. Just let him mosey around the yard. And he's still kind of being a dog. He like barks at the neighbors. Okay. And, you know, he's, he sees a dog on TV. He goes crazy and stuff, but he's just like stuck where he is. He doesn't want to move too much. Right. So he's just chill. Yeah. Yeah. But which is we have an appointment on Monday and, you know, all will be revealed. Hopefully. Okay. Yeah. Something a little more in depth. Did mm-hmm. they x-ray him or anything? Mm-mm. Okay. No, because like that costs a ton of money, and we were pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, and it, it looks was, like it's muscular anyway. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, yeah. And when we were there, he was all like strung out on adrenaline. So, oh, hang yeah. on, my wife is knocking. Hi, what? Sup, girl. Oh, Beth wants to come into the podcast right now and say hi. 
Absolutely. We're going. We're rolling. Oh, hey. Uh, I just came to see what a vaxxed Justin looks oh, like. Oh, we're not talking about that yet, but okay, yeah. Oh, we <laughs> haven't gotten to that part. We were just talking about sea bear. Yeah. You know. Oh, I know. Um, oh, yeah, anyway, he's yeah, <laughs> turned my Hi. headphone ear cup inside out. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> like a DJ. Like you have a greenish glow around you. I don't know. I, I hear can have a greenish glow too. around me. Oh, yeah. I think it's the 5G. How's how's Wait, your... On. Wait. <laughs> Trying to turn my lights green. Hold on. <laughs> there. Now I have a green. Oh my God. What's happening to me? Do oh you guys God. hear that radio signal? Ah. <laughs> uh, wait. I got to do the back one. Hold on. <laughs> this is there really funny for the one person watching right now. Oh my God. Look at you. <laughs> You're hulking out. <laughs> I'm all. Yeah. I'm all. Yeah. Um, so I guess on to the next story then. So I uh, got vaccinated today. I, um, they, they actually, I think Ohio has been, um, better than a lot of states as far as how quickly they've been getting to things. They actually just opened it up to everybody over the age of 16, um, nice. like a couple oh, of nice. days ago. And my wife, like, who is, this is her thumb on the pulse of the whole <laughs> COVID shit. Like she is yeah. on it. So she is right there. She immediately has me in for an appointment the first ones that you can get at the hospital to, to get them in there. Um, but previously she had put me on all of these waste lists. So this is if somebody doesn't turn up for their appointment in a pharmacy or something like that. And the, the, the uh, vaccine is thawed. So they have to give it, you know, put it in an arm. So, um, I, so I get my appointment. All right, great. So I'm going to get a vaccine in like three weeks. And then these places start calling me. And sure enough, I, I they put me on an appointment for this morning. Um, three other pharmacies called me later that day. Uh, actually, one of them was this morning, like while I'm driving there. <laughs> you know, so this is going on. Um, and the thing is, like, we, she put me, she called like 40 pharmacies around the area. Any, anywhere within like an hour, she called. And like the next day, like the local news got a hold of this idea that all these like Walmarts oh. and, and and Walgreens <laughs> and stuff. So they got even more inundated and they basically shut the whole thing down. Like basically it's like, oh, oh the no. lists are done. They're full anyway. So who cares, you know? Wow. Um, but I, I, so I got one. I had to drive up to Dayton to get it, which is a, a, about an hour. Mm -hmm. um, but so then, so, and I got... Pfizer, so three weeks, and I'll, I have my other appointment in three weeks. And cool, um, good. yeah. So that's good. And my clients will be. I actually haven't written to my clients yet, but I have a bunch of people that have been in this holding pattern, right? I have. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have drums for this record from a band. From we were literally like a day or two away from starting to work on their overdubs, like oh, guitars and that. vocals, when the lockdown happened, like last spring. Um, so I've been sitting on their drum tracks for that long. And there's a couple of other bands that have been sort of checking in with me periodically, like, hey, what's up? So at this point, like everybody in my family, except for my five-year-old, um, will be vaccinated, including my parents and my wife's mom and stuff. So, um, yeah. So, I, I mean, at that point, like, I feel like we can, I can be in a room with some other essentially pod units because these guys mm -hmm. are in bands together and we'll, we, you know, we'll be masked and stuff and whatever. Mm -hmm. Plus, actually, a lot of them are, are uh, a lot older than me and several of them are, are on the list to be vaccinated too. So they, if they're not yet, they will be soon. Yeah, maybe so, by the time you're ready, right, a few more will right. be. Cool. Little uh, piece of advice. 
You want to yeah. pre-cut a hole in your pants to make room for your tail because it's going to come in real fast. <laughs> <laughs> See, I feel like the mutations for me are, are really happening in the arm region. Um, frankly, <laughs> this one that, I've almost but... completely lost control of already. It's I think it has a it, I have an octopus brain controlling yeah. this arm. <laughs> um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, I I. Probably I will take off my jeans. I really don't want to wreck my jeans. So I'll probably yeah. put on some other pants that I don't care about. So I appreciate that advice. So stretchy pants. Much. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cool. Cool. All right. Yeah. Well, have fun. I'll see you. All right. <laughs> Later, Beth. Laters. Wow. A rare Beth sighting on the tone control. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it turns out she's real. Yeah. She's a real wife. Um, yeah. She wanted me to make sure that I told you. Did you watch that video I sent you earlier? I sent yeah, the group I did. Early? Okay, and then, I, and I then later, say, like, what was it like? Bitch, you look vaxxed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, later I, I I tried to make sure that uh, Marielle watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she didn't get more than forty five seconds into it before she was oh, no. too offended to keep watching. This is it's not so, her scene. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. The guy's the best. I yeah. I thought it was really, I mean, it's obviously, it's a very highly skilled um, little <laughs> bit of like looping music that mm-hmm. seemed to be mostly off the cuff. I mean, I guess he, he must have planned at least some of that, but really well performed. Um, about as about as not safe for kids or work yeah. as you could possibly imagine. And that, uh, yeah, right off the top, he, he, he set Marielle off. She was not going to. She was not going to be listening to that kind of language. <laughs> um, he does that. That clip was from a live stream, so I think he did pretty much do it off the cuff. And uh-huh. uh, the guy's name is Mark Rebelet uh, Rebelier. Reb- 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 I'm not Reb- sure. Rebelier. It does look like it's going to be Rebelier, right? Uh, he's a hilarious YouTuber, and he does like serious content as well. Yeah, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> He does all this like great like groove <laughs> funk looping, and he's a really funny, yeah. really funny guy. Like we're, so we're vexed. So you know, oh, but there is yeah. actually a, a thirteen day uh, yeah. you know incubation period, so we can't yeah, actually fuck like, on the street like, right now. <laughs> he's like freestyling about like I'm clean, you're clean. Oh wait, we can't just fuck on the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's anyway. pretty good or bad, depending on your perspective. Yeah, I mean, it's so, all freestyle, which, like, I can't do yeah. it, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. It always comes off extremely impressive to me. I don't know. Um, but, so, uh, anyway, that's what's going on here and there, I guess. I have a, an injured dog. Yeah. Justin's got the 5G. Yeah, um, and I got real behind on an audiobook. Uh, well, this is also the week that um, – the this week and next week is the spring break – at mm. the my wife's school. So having the the ladies home is just so disturbing to my sense of time and what day it is and how much work I can get done. Um and uh, so yes. like I had an audiobook that was supposed to be an easy by the end of the week, easy. Mm-hmm. And I was really having to tell you, I was a little worried about it trying to put on the speed. Plus I I lost like three hours to going to get this vaccine. And mm-hmm. um so anyway, it's it's they're they're being very good. They are not bothering me. It's just it's impossible to. It's the I know I know the feeling. Like yeah. Occasionally, Beth is home on a day where I have to work like a holiday or something that I don't yeah. get off that she does, and it's always like, uh, what am I doing? Like, am I working harder? Am I working not as much? Like, which is right. I, I can't. Do. <laughs> what do I do? What do I even do? Yeah. So, um, so it's uh, been it's been that. But hey, 
Um, I know I can turn up here and whatever's in the show notes will make it happen. And for some reason, yeah. we always manage to podcast. Yeah, we always do. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was just like, I don't know, lots going on. Lots of just like busy, busy days, which usually I can take like five or 10 minutes to find some cool things to talk about for the show here or there. Yeah. And uh, I didn't have a lot of that this the last couple of weeks. So, mm-hmm. um, but we're back, I guess. I don't know. We, we, we have some stuff to talk about. I'm going to scoot something in the show notes up a little bit. I want to talk about the live stream. Yeah. Uh, that's going down. Let's so do that. The, the first live Thanks stream. to Pedal Genie for oh. sponsoring the Tone Control. <laughs> Visit PedalGenie.com and start your wish list today. Sneaking it in. Yeah, do it. Uh, the first live stream went uh, really well, I think, for the first thing mm-hmm. of, of a thing like that. I didn't know what I was doing. Even though we podcast like this twice uh, a month, basically, for the last seven years, it was weirdly nerve-wracking it's and, like, <laughs> and performative. So like, even though now in Discord, everybody's like watching and listening and stuff, it still felt really weird. Um, got over that, though. Uh, the weird thing was like, there's no one else there to fill in if I'm yeah. like spacing out. <laughs> right. That, right. That, that's the, the big thing is like, how do you, how do you stay talking? <laughs> just it, when I'm not talking, just play guitar instead. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was cool. We demoed the lollygagger. We, I demoed the lollygagger Canalia and the live stream is still up on YouTube. I'm going to make sure that all the uh, all the streams stay up on the channel. Mm-hmm. So you can go check that out. And it's the whole process from start to finish. Uh, I do the demos anyway, so it was like, why don't we just broadcast that a little bit? Yeah. Um, recording in Logic through Helix and this uh, Focusrite Scarlet Solo and stuff, and it's working really well. So um, from soup to nuts, making the drum beat, recording, uh, making the guitar tones, dialing in sounds and all that stuff. So it was a lot of fun took a couple hours. It took longer than it would have normally because I was pausing and talking to people and um, yeah. shooting ideas fun, back and right? forth. Oh, yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. Um, so the second one is this weekend, and it's going to happen before the show actually airs because I need to get you the demo to put in the show. So it's going to be Saturday at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time. I think that might end up kind of being the time. Saturdays uh-huh. at 1 p.m. every other Saturday. So it would be the Saturday in between our Thursday record day and our Monday publish day. But um, that's what's working now. These last two, it could end up. Know. It could end up being the other set. I mean, things might rotate around. Yeah, it, it, it ended up being the other on, Saturday, but it depends on the the pedal delivery schedule too. Yeah. So and if you have like something if, going on. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like my life. So. <laughs> yeah. Like what? What the? What the yeah. fuck? Like it's, yeah. I have something to do. Damn. Yeah. So. Um, Communications will be going out when the stream is scheduled. And if you can make it, it's over on our YouTube channel. Uh, not Patreon specific at all. You can just come hang yeah. out and do that. And uh, yeah, we're demoing the Pedal Genie pedals, of course. So there might be some other things where I leave parts of the rig up to the viewer. Maybe which guitar, which mm-hmm. Helix amps or whatever. We'll figure something out. But um, yeah, it was really fun. And I'm looking forward to the next one, which is in a couple of days. Or a couple Sweet. days ago. <laughs> <laughs> same difference. Same difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rad. Okay, I'm excited about that. I think that's yeah. a that's a fun thing. Ah, okay. So, wait. Review reviews is in here. Do you have review reviews? Yeah, I have two actually oh, on the awesome, same product. Awesome, awesome. 
I was going to say, I, I went and I looked. I didn't get to look at all this week because of how busy everything was, but I looked last week and just was coming up with such garbage. Yeah. And I was like, I, I'm, I would rather not do the segment than that. Um, so awesome. I have two reviews for the Proco Rat 2. Okay, okay, that's why this... So I was like, is this the news item, the Proco Rat 2? Because I got to be no, honest, no. this this looks... Ex- I even said out it loud to exactly myself like because I'm an idiot. <laughs> I said, before we were on and before anybody was in Discord, I was like, this looks exactly like the Rat 1. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a fucking stupid thing to say. <laughs> what the? Um, what is the story? What? Why is there a Rat 2? It's just because it wasn't manufactured for a while? Could be. I don't. I really don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of the rat, but uh, it's yeah. having a little bit of a of a renaissance. I think the 1981 DRV is a rat, like a boutique rat type yeah. sound. Um, Wampler just released the Rat's Bane, which is his take on the rat with some other clipping things and like an extended range beyond the circuit. So when I was taking guitar lessons as a kid, my teacher had a rat, and he was like. Oh, it's it's a distortion pedal. Like every you gotta have a distortion pedal. And he's like, yeah, he's, he's right. You know, you gotta have a yeah. drive pedal. And he's like, the rat. It's just like straight up distortion. I was like, cool. And I I never ended up buying one, but I I think shortly thereafter it kind of like went out of style, or mm-hmm. maybe it was on its way out at the time. I mean, I was just a kid, but um, yeah, it's not like I, I had a year in to the style the was crown. like the eighties, right? Yeah, um, this was yeah, it was still kind of a modern classic, I guess, at the time. This was like 2001-ish. So it was. It had been in guitar culture for a long time at that point. But I think, not like I knew what I was talking about with gear or anything then. Yeah. Or now. But <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it seemed to have fallen out of favor and then recently has come back with all these, kind of like the metal zone. You know, like people joke about the metal zone being terrible, but it's actually kind of good if you're using it right. I think that mm-hmm. Rat has kind of a similar... Thing, but anyway, so the yeah. rat too. I don't know why there's a second one. There's also like okay, the so fat I, rat. The I, I hopped rat. over to um, <laughs> Wikipedia um, because it's usually pretty succinct. Mm. Um, so yeah, so the rat turns up in um, 1978. Okay, it says that so the origins of the rat can be traced back to the mid 70s. Procore engineers, blah blah blah. They repaired hot and hot-rotted existing distortion pedals. So they sort of, like, built something. Very simple. Um, the rat, three control knobs, like you're, like you're thinking. Okay, so in um, 84 to 88, the R2DU <laughs> was a rat product. Um, from 79 to 81... Wait, this is all out of order. Stupid Wikipedia. The Juggernaut. The original was called Juggernaut, 79 to oh. 81. Or the original Juggernaut. Wikipedia turns... See, I said that Wikipedia was going to be easy to read and it's turning out to be <laughs> bullshit. Anyway, the Rat 2 existed from 1988 to present. Oh. And the Turbo so Rat comes in 89 and still yeah. exists. There's the Turbo Rat. There's You Dirty Rat. There's yeah. uh, Fat Rat, I think. There's Now there's a Mini Rat, too. Proco is making a Mini Rat. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we're here for the reviews, okay. you know? So yeah. I thought, like... 
I'm just going to look up reviews for these pedals that like everyone knows. So that might be a good place to start when we're scraping okay. the barrel. So it's like the All rat. Right. You know, there's going to be opinions about the rat. The friggin' rat. So the first right. one I have here is from Mark from Madison. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I'm going to go in, in a different order here. Jeremy from Oxford on March 10th, 2021. So this was just oh my like God. eight days ago, yeah. very recently. Holy um, shit. He gave it, what do you got for us, Jeremy? Stars. Five stars, all caps, the pedal of pedals, four exclamation points. <laughs> okay. It's written like right. there's weird line breaks and stuff, and it's written almost like in stanza form. <laughs> but I, I don't know why that is. So um, this thing rocks, and no wonder it's so popular. It has been, line break, used by so, so many famous <laughs> artists. I mean, David Gilmore, spelled incorrectly, used this pedal, uses this pedal. David Gilmore. Enough said. <laughs> oh my God, enough said. Uh, solid build and awesome. Uh, solid, sorry, line break. And awesome distortion. <laughs> just, <laughs> just buy it. Trust me, you need this pedal. And as always, Sweetwater are, and their, and their T-H-E-R-E, customer service is nothing I've ever experienced anywhere <laughs> and, else. And there. <laughs> and over there, customer service. Over there, you'll find some customer service. Yeah. I wish all retail stores had their customer service, all caps. <laughs> <laughs> the world would be a better place. I mean, that, he's not wrong there. That's a fact. Yeah, actually. Um, Oh, he goes, oh, yeah. When you call Sweet Sweetwater, ask for Dan Vranick. I promise he will take care of you. Excellent customer service, and he knows he's stuff. <laughs> he, knows, <laughs> he knows he's stuff. Uh, if you want the best service ever, about 17 <laughs> periods, all caps, just call Sweetwater and your dreams will come true. Mine have... <laughs> All your dreams will come true. Vote for Pedro and all your wildest dreams will come true. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, that was sheer entertainment. You know, I loved it. Um, that's a five-star review. Yeah. Yeah. He's really excited about the rat. He wants to share it with everyone and he wants you to buy it from Sweetwater. It yeah. sounds like Sweetwater's giving us a kickback and maybe they should, but they're not. <laughs> but he's like really <laughs> well, Somebody into should give this guy a kickback. Yeah. Um, so the next one is Mark from Madison on February 3rd, 2021, uh, just last month, titled, five, sorry, five stars titled The Sound of Rock and Roll. <laughs> That's a big title, right? Yep. What can you say about the rat? It's the sound of rock and roll. It is built like a tank. There are no frills included. <laughs> what does he mean included? <laughs> there are no frills included. They are not needed. Add power, a Les Paul, a couple power cords, and you will be transported back to 1984. Some strings, some power. <laughs> Maybe an amp. power cords, <laughs> a guitar strap. Maybe an yeah. amp. One some power cords. One downstrum on an E5. And your hair will grow back down to your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> Hit a G5 and you will lose all the weight you have gained since 1984. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Go back to the E5 and women with big hair will surround you. Oh my God. Derek, That's if it. I lost so all the weight that I had gained since 1984, <laughs> I would lose probably about 120 like pounds. All, all of your weight. <laughs> I would lose about three quarters of my weight. 
You have a real because Benjamin Button scenario on your hands. I was, I was one years old <laughs> in 1984. Uh, oh. That's a frightening concept. <laughs> Benjamin Button situation. <laughs> that one was oh, very boy. good. Yeah, those are both a lot of fun. I like how he's like, just listen to me. Here's the formula. E5. G5. <laughs> E5. Back to E5. You've done it. <laughs> That's the cheap Like code. Indiana Jones, you've unlocked the, the, yeah. the, 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 the whatever. I don't know what, I, I didn't have a word <laughs> way to finish that. Anyway, the point is you get the sarcophagus. That's the one I wanted. Okay. Yeah. Fun stuff, man. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Jeremy and Mark. Yeah. Way to go. Well. So, um. So, so um, I put the word out in Discord because I was like, guys, I don't have enough time to put a show together, and like, yeah. nothing, nothing really seems worth, like, not worth talking about. But I don't really feel like I want to talk about the things everyone is talking about, which are the Fender mm-hmm. Acoustasonic Jazzmaster and the new Gibson Custom Shop uh, Murphy Lab aging stuff. With with what's I'll, his name? I'll Tom, do the Fender Tom thing Murphy. real quick right now. That yeah, looks right. weird. I don't like it. Yeah, what did Andrew say in the in chat earlier? Like, I'd rather spend my money on other things. I think that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean the, um, the the edging and stuff. It looks it looks really. It's fine. Like if nope. yeah, we talked about the Don't. Acoustasonic Tele at some point when it came out, yeah. and then they did a Strat, and now there's a, a Jazzmaster, and Great. we're talking about it. and I didn't want to, but like I don't okay, want to talk about the features. On. But I think like this whole acoustic electric blend thing is like it doesn't do either of them that well. It's a duck. So yeah, yeah. It's what is it a, a camel? It's a duck. It's it's not it's not good at flying and it's not good at swimming and it's not good at walking. But sure, mm. it can do all that crap. Well, a camel is a horse designed by a committee. <laughs> if the committee was really good at living in the desert, damn! He's suddenly dunking on camels. They got some shit figured out, man. It might be mm-hmm. very specific shit, but they have it down. <laughs> So anyway, like that was the thing. I didn't. I didn't want to talk about on camels. All right. <laughs> uh, dunking on camels. Okay. I didn't want to like bring all that up because it's like I I looked at my guitar feeds the last couple of days yeah. and it's like every third post is about this stupid jazzmaster thing, and I just yeah. don't care. And mm-hmm. I have a feeling a lot of people feel the same way. So I didn't want to bring it up here. But anyway, so I I put the word out and. Jamie, a patron of the show, said, personal creativity, favorite mics for recording, future gigs, what those will look like, what are you doing now Mm. to stay up on the instrument, what projects, if any, I don't know, make some shit up. (laughs) Staying up on the instrument? Nope. Yeah. Future gigs? uh, Got vaccinated, so... Bring it on. Gonna start actually (laughs) being able to have recording sessions on the soon, on the soon. Um. Yeah, mm. we had a band meeting actually, like oh. two, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, something like that. Uh, figuring out like what it is we want to do because we're all mm-hmm. busy and have lives, and you know, yeah, our, the band like is important to us, of course, but it is not like 
we know it's not going to be the ticket out of here kind of thing. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, but but it also like you, you know you were you were on it and doing it, and now mm. it's been on the back burner necessarily. Yeah. So now right. it requires a course correction. You know, right? Yeah. So none of us are vaccinated yet, but that's not really the point. Yeah. So our our discussion a, a month ago or so was that we just can't bank on there being gigs in twenty twenty one, even yeah. if. Mm. By the summer, if many people are vaccinated, like I want to be surprised that gigs are okay again. I, we cannot count on them being a yeah. thing. So um, we're just starting to write and demo again. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're just going to take it in. We're going to be a band in. Go from uh, record to uh, record. A band at home kind of thing. So because yeah. uh, it allows us to still be creative and we can get together in pairs and like in our practice space and still distance each from each other. And jam and have a good time and like do that feels enough like live music to get by more or less. But gigs are like not the thing, which is really hard to think about and not like get over, but it's bands like ours and, and, you know, all small local bands. Live music is the thing that you're doing. And it's, it all kind of comes back to live music. You're recording so you can sell it at shows and like you're playing, writing new songs so you can play it at shows and, Merch to sell at shows, like everything kind of, the the live show is the common denominator so often. Yeah. So we're trying to change what the common denominator is for us. Uh, it's it's a weird way to think about it, but I don't know. I mean, that's the the other thing is like if gigs do open up, it's do we feel comfortable doing it? Do uh, people feel comfortable going to the show? Uh, if it's legal in the state, is the venue going to do it? It's not just like on or off, you know? Mm, yeah, exactly. Um, yep. If it is, is it a limited audience? Is that as satisfying? Is it, you know, what, what do we want to do? So there's so many contributing factors, I think, to what gigs will look like. I just don't even want to consider them. Not, not because I'm like, you know, all or nothing. I just, I would hate to like start it, gigging and be so disappointed by it. Well, gigs is, it's a lot of work mm-hmm. and for a local original band, it's, and I guess more on this later, but like on a local, for a local original band, it's a lot of work and usually for not that much. Very little return. Yeah. Very return. Exactly. was what I'm thinking. Cause I'm not thinking of like response, like, but yeah, like to think about what you're putting in and to be doing that on a maybe is, is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, and that, that's a big recipe for disappointment. Yeah, and because it's not about the money, right? This is not a lucrative yeah. space. So, hey, guys, we're playing a show, and everyone's like, you're what? I don't want to go to that. Like, I don't want to be in that situation. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I don't know. We're just, we're playing it by ear. I don't know what other bands are doing. I think everyone around here, like, there is not an active band scene in Manchester, New yeah. Hampshire right, right now. It sucks, but bands are just in hibernation. So, um, yeah, that's my two cents on that. I guess like mm-hmm. I we we were saying like we used to play this Halloween show every year that was uh, an emo night cover show and it was like costume party emo two thousands covers super fun always sells out it's our best paying show of the year right mm-hmm. and we're like man I bet. I, I really hope if we have one gig, it's that one. And I was like, we can't even talk about this. Like, we, we can't even set this expectation. So, um, can't go near yeah. that, man. I can't yeah. go near it. <laughs> so, as far as staying up on the instrument, honestly, it's this podcast. 
for me um, a lot of the time. Uh-huh. And we're like working on songs and demoing and stuff for Delaney. Not demoing yet, but yeah. we're writing new material. Um, it's doing the pedal demos. That uh, revolving door of gear is mm-hmm. very helpful for that. Oh, I got to play guitar because it's like a goal. I have to do the demo this week, so I better go do yeah. it. And because otherwise, I fall that into is 50% this. Fifty percent of the guitar yeah. that I play is is one of these pedal genie pedals mm-hmm. every other week <laughs> for real. And, and we talked about it last time. Like, how much guitar do you play? Yeah, uh, I don't play that much when there's not a lot going on. Because partly because it's like it's always there. I could do it whenever, but then I never do it. So. Yeah. Um, I occasionally get this bout of inspiration. It's like, I'm going to practice guitar, right? I'm going to have a focused practice. I'm going to do scales. Where's my metronome? Like all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and it's kind of fleeting, but um, yeah, just being plugged into, all, uh, plugged into all of that for this show is really the thing, which is also what happened when I wasn't in a band. So it's still, yeah. I still get gratification out of playing guitar and out of the instrument, but I don't, uh, there, there are so many things on my list of like gear maintenance to do. I want new pickups for that guitar. I'm thinking about selling that other guitar. And like that stuff is all on pause still kind of for the same reason the band stuff is on pause. Like it doesn't matter right now. Hmm. So, um, gotcha. Yep. Yep. Personal creativity. I think that kind of touches on the same thing. Um, I um, find it, I, I made a ahead. leprechaun. Uh, drawing oh. to put inside my daughter's leprechaun trap because she made a leprechaun trap at school. Sweet. It's like a shoebox that's painted green. It has some decorations on it and some mm-hmm. like torn up paper and shit like that inside of it. Stuff and, leprechauns uh, love. We all know that. Yeah. So I um, <laughs> I drew a leprechaun on a page. Kind of put a lot into it. Actually, it was mm-hmm. pretty. It's pretty intense. And then um, I stuck it in her box. <laughs> And her, sure enough, she found it this morning. She took a look and said, my wife was like, hey, you should uh, put a leprechaun in that box. Yeah. She'll, you know, it's, you It know. worked. Yeah. And I, and I was like, she's going to, she's forgotten about the box. Nope. Nope. She went and looked in the box. And then she turns, I was like, I saw it open and I was like, hey, your trap is open. And she goes, yeah, I looked in it. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, what'd you find? Yeah. And she goes, a drawing of a leprechaun. And I'm oh. like, you mean a leprechaun? And she goes, no, that's not a leprechaun. That's a drawing that you made. Whoa. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, girl. <laughs> Can't Jeez. have fun with you anymore. <laughs> yeah, okay, message received. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> Yikes. Okay, good to know. Good to know. And I, um, gave, I, I gave her, I gave her the, the like, uh, how, do you, how do you know it's not a real leprechaun? You ever seen a real, real leprechaun? Oh yeah. Right. How do you? How you, can you tell the difference between a real me leprechaun and this? You're a leprechaun expert. <laughs> and she's she told me all about how so she saw one and made it laugh one time outside. Ah, and I was okay. like, oh, well, right. I guess I can't argue with that. <laughs> oh my god! I just like moved my hand the wrong way and my mouse did a kickflip. <laughs> <laughs> that was really cool. I thought I was gonna drop yeah. it and make a bunch of noise for sure, but that's what that thud was. Anyway, yeah. Um, other personal creativity, I, I'm in school and I'm in a writing program, so that's that's generally pretty creative. So I feel that uh, satisfying that itch. Yeah. Um, my program, it's it's writing, so I don't have like tests, but I have to create a lot of things, uh, whether they be uh, like lit, like kind of book report style stuff, classic like analyze this thing, uh, or create new original work. So um, I have that 
different kind of creativity in my writing program, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, favorite mics for recording. I'm using the Rode Pod mic, whatever the thing this is, <laughs> and that's my preferred microphone. Justin, take it away. <laughs> preferred and only microphone. Yeah. <laughs> um, favorite mics for rec- I I don't know. I have a lot of fun mics. Um, Let's run it down. Like favorite mics for guitar. Guitar electric amps? guitar. Yeah, cabinet. Yeah. Um. Jeez, man, fifty-seven, uh, and then you can also do that—the the fun stuff with where using fancier mics and putting like a ribbon and mixing the ribbon with something else. But honestly, like if the fifty-seven is is great and it always sounds right. Um, actually, the fun thing um, with guitar mics, especially with like high gain stuff, is this like a fun out of phase trick where you can do with two fifty sevens, where you put one at a my camera's this way at a forty-five degree angle. And you put them essentially. The capsules are are lined up edge to edge, oh, and so okay. one of them is dead center in the cone. The other one is like a forty five degree angle at the same spot, mm-hmm. and that causes like a phase cancellation relationship. So as you turn up the one that's at an angle, in the so you you sum them, you put them mm-hmm. both together. As you turn up the one that's at an angle, it softens the high end of the sound because you oh. you put 157 dead center in the cone and you get this super bright uh and with a very full bottom as well but a super super bright guitar tone mm-hmm. and so you blend in this other one and it will start to phase out some of the highs because those are hitting the microphone at slightly different time kind of thing that's cool and, it's almost yeah, like and, a like a mechanical solution to eqing yeah. Sort of. Like and, and it yeah. doesn't sound the same as just EQing either because of the yeah. way it's working just on certain frequencies and it's doing it physically. I think right. that's what that's what helps it. So that's that's a fun that's cool. microphone thing. But like I mean uh, sure, like you can use whatever mic on on anything, I I guess. It's I mean, I have my U eighty seven because I have a U eighty seven and that's like the nicest mm-hmm. mic in my in my studio, then that gets used on tons of stuff. Um, but if I'm usually acoustic guitars, I, I use a small condenser instead of the big one. Mm-hmm. Although it depends, you know, but, but anything, especially if it's going to be rhythm tracks, if it's going to be doubled up, I'll probably use the small ones. Um, or if I want to do them in stereo, I'll use the small ones, mm-hmm. which I do. So it's like, if it's the only thing in the mix, I like to do a guitar in stereo, usually like XY. Mm-hmm. Um, because I want it to be just a little bit more present and real. Um, but as soon as there's other stuff in the mix, none of that matters nearly as much. So in that case, I might just use one, maybe I'll record it twice, things like that. Um, nice. but you know, like as far as like to the audience of this podcast, yeah, like if you don't have a 57 and you're doing a lot of recording, Probably try fifty seven. They're cheap. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> like a hundred bucks, right? I right. think it's like it's the standard for a reason. It's good for all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I, you know, anything you can really get away with it. And then if you want something else like a condenser that's nicer, I pointed a few people in here toward the Roswell well, yeah. audio mics, which is um Matt McGlynn from uh, Microphone Parts, who I bought most of the parts for my U87 and a couple of other mics. I've like modded and built some new mics from mm-hmm. scratch from parts that he made and stuff like that. So the Roswell, if you want to spend a bit on a really nice mic, your money goes further from Roswell 
than it does from like, you know, some famous company that you've heard of. <laughs> mm-hmm, right. Good people out of California. <laughs> nice, man. Yeah. Yeah. What are you using now? It's a RE320? This is an RE320, yes. Um, well, that was weird. I think our yeah. robots freaked out. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah um, this is an RE320 from Electrovoice. I have an RE20 as well. They are not quite a match for each other, but they're, they each sound a little different. But I have them in two different spaces because I record two different podcasts, and that's a lot easier <laughs> than moving. Um, yeah. yeah, and I have various other... I have I have some like oh I have some of those um uh Sennheiser 609s E609s like the rectangular yeah the Yeah it's it's like a it's like address. a lollipop kind of shaped mic yeah. but it's it's square and it's a side address dynamic which is is fun um mm-hmm. those can can you can sometimes sneak those into a drum set in a way that's cool but I think really they're made to be up against a guitar cabinet um mm-hmm. you know that like a dangle it by the cord sort of situation yeah, yeah. they're kind of like that that's cool. Um, I don't yeah. own a mic for guitar. Like I, I have this podcast mic, which I could put in front of a cab. I guess you just use whatever. But I mean, yeah, that might sound that might sound cool. A lot of times, dynamics that are made for voice are also like that. It's a lot of the sonic characteristics that might really work on a on a guitar. Um, mm. It might end up being a little bit hyped in the top end in a way that isn't great, but depends. You could try it out. Cool, dude. Mics. <laughs> there you go. Mics. Um, let's do pedals, and then there's another thing to talk about after that, I guess. Okay. Another topic that seems, that seems based legit. on uh, uh, some, some Discord chat. Based on something. All right, Pedal Genie. Let's do this. Pedal Genie is like the Netflix of guitar pedals. Rent any pedal you want for as long as you want, for one low monthly price. Shipping is included and there are no late fees or time limits. With over 1,500 pedals to try from nearly 100 different manufacturers, Pedal Genie definitely has the gear you want to try. Subscriptions start with Flex at just $19.95 a month. Try out one pedal at a time for as long as you want. Send it back when you're ready for the next one. For only $39.95 a month, the standard subscription includes shipping. So you could have a different pedal every few days. If one isn't enough for you, Pedal Genie Pro gets you three pedals at a time for only $64.95 a month. Shipping included. There's a subscription for everyone and best of all, your first month is free. If you find the pedal of your dreams, the one you just have to keep, Pedal Genie will offer you a buyout option. Prices vary with the length of your membership and the type of pedal, but you'll definitely get an awesome price for the pedal in your hand. So head to pedalgenie.com to fill up your wishlist with pedals and they'll send out your first pedal ASAP. Pedal Genie, all your pedal wishes granted. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Justin and I really carrying the weight of the butt chat tonight. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> wild, wild stuff. Okay, all right. Um, so, do you want to do you want to fire yours up first? Sure. I all right. I have. Doop, doop. Do 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 Btronics. Yeah, I got my PRS, my PRS semi hollow here tonight. Uh, I should have tuned my guitar while we were in the ad break, shouldn't I? <laughs> oh my god! So I tuned up um, right before we went on the air, and I'm just gonna throw out some more good old fashioned praise uh, for the ratio tuners from Graph Tech. 
I put these on my guitar years ago now. Yeah. And that thing is fabulous. I have absolutely not played this guitar in at least eight days. And I just took it down off the wall and it was 100% still in tune. I haven't played this PRS in a while and I was trying to do give it like a very fast setup today. Uh, um, it needs a little bit of attention, I think. So you screwed up everything. <laughs> well, it was way worse than it yeah. is now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the um, the nut needs to be either filed a little bit, or I need some lubricant. Mm. Oh man, whatever. Close enough. Close enough. Okay. Seems close. So, yeah, close enough. So yeah, this is my Zach Myers SE uh, Semi Hollow PRS. I like it a lot. It's very good. Um, I'm playing my Helix patch. This is like the the patch that I made uh, to best recreate my actual guitar rig. So uh, that's what's happening. This is an AC30 with uh, yeah with one impulse response with a guitar plugged into it. Yeah. So it's both pickups. So the Fat B from Btronics. Is one hundred eighty nine dollars, and it's a it's a fatty fat overdrive. It's a fat a B. Very, it's a very cool enclosure. Um, it's got this. Btronics has some of the best like product design, I think, in the biz. Yeah, yeah. Like, as far sure. as like uh, inside and out branding and yeah. uh, a visual uh, design identity. Yes. Whew. Yeah. Awesome. So this is like a retro style enclosure where it's like the wedge shape and the knobs are on the back. Okay. So it's a little hard to see what's what here. So we've got weight, flavor, and honey. And <laughs> I think we can just sort of decipher what each of those are yeah. as we go. So it's a JFET drive. Um, <laughs> breaks up sweet and smooth like a tube amp with two E's, so tube B amp. <laughs> the uh. fat B. <laughs> The fat bee can be used to warm up, sting, or buzz any instrument you want. I would agree with that. So here's my clean tone. Here's everything at noon on the fat bee. Oh, it's got two LEDs. So when you click it on, it's just staring at you. <laughs> <laughs> like eyes. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait. Let me just make sure my Discord thing is how I need it to be. What do I need to do? Turn off automatically detect? Yeah. And okay. just throw that thing wide open. Uh, oh, so... Wait, turn, move the slider all the way up? All the way to the left so that it's all okay. green. That way you'll yes. never be muted. Okay. Here we are. So anyway, yeah, uh, clean. Fat B on. I think the weight control is the gain. Juice that all the way up. Cool. Cool. Uh, I'm going to turn that down a little bit. Uh, honey, I believe, is like the level. Maybe that's the gain. The, uh can you find like a I guess manual? Some, we got some buzz here, get it? So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. 
comes up a little. Does that fuzz thing a little bit? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna turn up the the flavor, which is definitely like a tone. sounds cool um it does like a nice back to my clean tone here it does a an amount of drive that you could really just sort of technically define as overdriven that yeah. is understated and not gonna tear your head off and then it can also kind of go crazy if you want So the fat B. The fat B. Nice. I I was looking around trying to find for absolute sure which was which um, as far as the knobs are concerned, but mm-hmm. I can't. I find a review and they just, yeah. <laughs> you know, gain gain tone and output level. That That's what yeah, you got. Th- so I whatever. Think, um, <laughs> I mean, flavor is definitely the tone. Yeah. So this is all the way up. Yeah. Dial that back. I think the first control here is going to be the gain, actually. Sometimes hard to properly detect output level stuff when you're modeling like this. Yeah. Only thing I can do is like see if I'm clipping the, the <laughs> input. Definitely not even close to, so. Yeah, man. It's a, it's well, a drive. It's an overdrive, you know? It's a, it's, a, it's a drive made out of bees. What do you want? You know? Beads? Why would I have said beads? Beans? Derek? Why would I have said beans? It's an Arrested Development joke, Justin. Damn Come it. Come on. That ought to be next on my rewatch. We're in season five for the first time. I've never seen season five. And uh, oh. it's, yeah, so we were doing some, some R&D here. We watched all of seasons one through three, which are the original seasons. Season four came out in 2013, and it uh, was not recut to be in sequential order until 2018 when season five came out. Oh, which is really interesting. So now the one on the season four on Netflix is like five or six no. episodes longer than the original season four, and it's cut into sequential order rather than the same period of time from each character's perspective. Is it funny that way? 
It's it is because the first way was kind of confusing, and it was the okay. first way was very funny only if you watched all of it. But it was high risk, yeah. high reward because at first you're like, I am not following this at all. Right. But then two episodes later, something would would fit together, and it's yeah. Oh, that was very funny. So now they've done it all in sequential order, but it's there's some weird stuff that they have to do to make it happen. It's still very funny. Okay. Yeah. Season five though takes place in 2018 and is in you know they they decide to start running for office is the plot and I think you can guess the type of politician they align themselves with. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> so there's a lot of jokes about that. <laughs> Eeks. Okay. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> He's very good. I think hold my on. pedal was accidentally on. <laughs> What's the matter? I said, hold on. What are you doing over there? Um, are, we, are we done with the B? We're done with the B. All right. Then what I'm doing is turning on over. Sw- we're switching gears. We're changing gears here. What I have this episode is the, and I did not know this until I opened it right before the show, the Boss SY1. It's a synthesizer. And I said, what? When I saw it, which is true. True, yeah. definitely true. All right, so clean tone. So I'll be honest with you. I don't know a lot about guitar synthesizers. I don't know what is going to happen when I do I, this. I don't think I know how they work, maybe, or yeah, why I, um, people want them. <laughs> let's try to fi- let's try to figure it out together. I'm just gonna move. It. It's okay. gonna be a little tricky here. I'm gonna try to swing my mic around like that since I'm gonna be facing the wrong way. Um, okay. Wow, that's pretty cool. My stand can reach all the way over my monitor. Okay, so let's see. <laughs> We've got a bunch of different type settings: sequencer, effects, bell, organ, STR, bass. Lead. All right, so let's just. So I think we're on lead to begin with here. Oh, I see. I've got a mix. I've got so I've got oh. uh, I've got four knobs, and two of them are nested. Like the okay, concentric, so yeah. They, they're okay. concentric. So I've got direct on the outside ring, which I can turn up, and then effect is in the middle. So I can basically put each to 100%. So if I go 100% effect and none, no dry. Wait, so effect would have to be all the way up and direct would have to be all the way down. Not yeah. both at 100. Okay. So here so it says I, lead one and two are a wide range of sounds suitable for single note soloing. Okay. So I'm just going to throw it to 100% effect because, you know. Mm-hmm. So I should try to play single notes. And then there's there's like uh, 11? 11 variations on a selector knob. It likes my bridge pickup. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't like chords. Okay. Well, it doesn't like chords in that lead mode. Yeah. 
<laughs> switch it to um, okay. What do you want to hear? Switch it to pad. Pad. I think there was two versions of lead as well. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, it's doing that fade in on its own. I bet you can. I bet that tone and rate control, or tone slash yep. rate and depth, would change the speed of the fade. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> oh, so that's so that's a tone. Yeah, it's a THX thing. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> okay. Oh, so it, like it kind of takes a dive when I strike it, and then comes back. All right, let's try some a couple of other variations. Whoa! Oh, yeah. It's totally changing the notes because I didn't I didn't play a different. This is still just a G. Okay, so the depth control is changing the pitch of the reharmonization. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I love that one. <laughs> so, got two I'm, whole octaves there. <laughs> what I'm seeing on the site here is it's not. Um, it doesn't look like it's recreating any specific famous synthesizers. It's just synth yeah. styles that, you know, it, it's not like, oh, this is a Mellotron or like this is a, right. you know, a, a, a Juno or something. Like it's so, it's doing its own thing. Yeah, it, it also on the top of the pedal has a little tiny uh, like a dip switch kind of thing for guitar or bass. Oh, nice. So I'm assuming it will have like a different detector in it. And there's also um, an effects loop on it. What? There is. And there's a send and return and an expression or control input. Oh, yeah, dude. This is the bass setting. I think it's trying to make my guitar into a bass. Well, there's a there's a bass setting on the type control, too. Oh, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm oh, using. Oh, okay, okay. So switch it. Let's go to. Um, so actually, sequencer. I think I think um, variation eleven. Variation eleven is that is that pitch reharmonization on this setting too. So it I think I'm gonna all of them. Would it might be, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I think the I think the variation is consistent between them. Interesting. All okay. right, what do you want to hear? Um, go down to SEQ all the way down on that knob sequencer. I bet sequence. Pulsating two- sounds with rhythmic rhythmic pitch or filter changes. All right, so I'm going to start up at variation one. <laughs> it sounds like the intro to um, Sorry. So it's like that Pink Floyd song. I can't remember what it's called, but you know what the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> okay, I want to just flip through on this. I want to flip through like the variations for a second. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> Faster. It oscillates on itself. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Retrigger is so a little Retrigger is a little tough to nail. This is great. Okay, so variation 11. Let's get down with variation 11. <laughs> is it changing oh, this speed? one is, this one isn't changing speed. I have a rate control, so I have a rate control and then like a filter on the other control. It's very very like a drum set. Yeah. I can't even tell what I'm playing anymore. Yeah, I'm just randomly striking the guitar. It's doing whatever the fuck like, it wants. These really intense sounds, it'd be great yeah. to dial in some dry. Okay, all right. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me, what do you want, you No, it has no respect for what I'm actually trying to play. <laughs> okay, so pressing, <laughs> and holding, pressing and holding the foot switch sustains the last played synth sound, allowing you to jam with regular guitar over the top. Okay. I'm definitely going to need some... Wait, I, I can't do that because it's on a table. Hold I know, on. but like it should just hold it though, right? Which would be kind of cool. I think I have to hold it down. Okay. I gotta turn the other. You gotta uh, turn the dry the uh, dry signal yeah. up, right? Here we go. All right, we'll have them both at a hundred percent. Let's see if we can do this now. Okay. Yeah, so it's just kind of. This is I, I'm not clever enough to make that cool. That's a that's a cool feature, but I don't <laughs> yeah. think like I, I think if I messed around with this for a little while, I'd be able to come up with something on that. But I don't have it in me right now. So that's cool though. Um, this is probably the most fun pedal we've tried in a long time. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can dig this. Um, what is? Hold on, I have to reconfigure my whole business here. Yep. I feel like it's still making sounds. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the effects loop would be a lot of fun to mess around with. <clears throat> Meh. Yes. 
Sorry. Okay, I'm back. You're good. Reconfigured. Yeah. So that was cool. I um, I, I like a synth, a synth pedal, but it only has four knobs. I can get behind that. Yeah. <laughs> easy Even peasy. Nested and stuff, but yeah, that's cool. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, thanks, Pedal Genie. Hey, way to go, boss. That's that's that like two hundred and five dollars. Like that's yeah. you could have a lot of fun with two hundred bucks. <laughs> Jesus, that'll 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 work. That'll work, kiddo. Jeez. Huh. Nice. Yeah. Thanks, Pedal Genie. You guys are great, and these pedals are cool, and you can try them too. So, um, anyway, you we want to get back into this uh, some of these these chit chat things that people were talking about. Yeah. You know what? Let's chit chat. Okay. Let's do that. So. There's been some chatter in Discord lately about people picking up some gigs again, uh, but they seem Mm. to often be in the form of covers. And Eric mentioned to me earlier today, like maybe talk about the differences between cover gigs and regular gigs. Or I was thinking, let's let's blow it even up further. Favorite covers? Which do you prefer? Like interpretation covers or like exact copy covers? I, I think there are some covers out there that uh, they, they do this thing where they suddenly become the version of the song that matters. Yes, yeah. And, and of course, as soon as you start talking about this, like, my mind goes blank, but I know they exist. Yeah. Um, um, shit. Uh, what is it? Um, there's, oh, shoot, what is it? That, uh... There's a Prince song that, like, the Prince version is not the one. And it, it's... Huh. Oh, it's Nothing Compares to You. Made... Okay. Uh, who did that? Nothing... I know there's a version by um, Chris Cornell that is very good. Uh, nothing Compares to You, written and composed by Prince for Sinead O'Connor. So, I don't know if that was... It is originally a Prince song. You, there isn't a, a Prince version out there. But the one that matters is the Sinead O'Connor version, I think. Right. Um, there's we were talking about this a little bit a few days ago. The theme song for that '70s show, uh, it's called "In the Street." The one that matters is the Gosh, version I by Cheap Trick. Um, <laughs> it's I have my guitar here. <laughs> um, <laughs> the original is by a band called Big Star, and it's really not as it just doesn't rip as much, you know. The original is the one on the show, right? No, is the original. No, no. Um, oh. Something like that. I'm also severely out of tune now. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um. Oh, it's coming back to me now. Yeah. Something like that. I'm, I'm kind of blowing it. But um, yeah, that that's a good example, I think. Um uh, okay, so uh, Maybe I think more covers. Famous. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, c- covers come in two. There, there's sort of an, another way to, to split them into two categories, right? So we have the ones that are kind of like sound alikes ish, 
Mm-hmm. Like they're not trying to, you know, they're not imitating necessarily, but they're doing the same song in the same style, but mm-hmm. it's their version. And then there's the to- taking it totally into a different genre um, kind of thing, which yeah. is typically, I think, more fun. And I think there's a higher percentage chance, there's a higher chance that you're going to hit one of those, this is now the version that matters. You know, you're doing something mm-hmm. that really kind of like takes you out of that mindset. Yeah, um, that's a good point. I'm trying to think of some. Actually, this reminds me, I need to look up this guy. There's a YouTuber who's been blowing up recently that's been doing some covers. Uh, Oops. He recently did one, um, If Blink-182 wrote One Week by Bare Naked Ladies. And he's (laughs) been doing all kinds of stuff like that. If Blink-182 wrote Semi-Charmed Life or... Um, if Psychosocial by Slipknot was a country ballad, you know, (laughs) he's like completely reimagining this stuff and they're awesome. They're so, so good. Um, Angels and Airwaves did Ocean Avenue, that kind of stuff. Um, the guy's name is Alex Melton. I'll, uh, copy link. Here we go. Share that with folks. But, um. He does a great job. Those those covers are really fun, and I feel like if I was at a show and somebody did a cover of like, oh my god, it's one week, but it is this other thing, yeah. that would be <laughs> such a blast, you know. Um, well, that gives you the opportunity yeah. to hit these songs that are themselves like just massively iconic songs, right? That mm-hmm. everybody that. I, the the thing that makes it work, I guess. So this is this is, I guess, the point I'm trying to make. The thing that makes this work, you can't just take any song and totally change the style. It has to be a song that people it's could like already in the sing along to. Songbook, yes. sort of. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And one week is one of those songs for sure. We've been talking about doing a cover uh, as Delaney. We do covers for live shows sometimes because yeah. For a little while, we didn't have enough music. If we get booked for a really long set, <laughs> we would have to pad it a little bit. Um, we talked about doing a cover of some Christmas songs and like releasing those seasonally, which might be kind of fun. We could have to record it like you know before Thanksgiving and stuff. But yeah. last year it got away from us, of course. Um, we were talking about we, there was a very brief time, kind of pre-pandemic, where we were going to we were asked to open for Nine Days, who did that song. Uh, What's it called? Absolutely, but it's uh, this is the story of a girl that cried a river and drowned the whole world. That tune. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So they were coming to town, and we got asked to cover uh, to open for them. Show fell apart. World fell apart. We were going to cover Everlong for that because we're like that is the scene to cover Everlong. Uh-huh. You know, that would have been <laughs> yeah. such a great thing. Um, kind of, yeah, those songs that are in everybody's mind. You know, yeah, yeah. Maybe not ones you hear every day anymore, but you're like. The minute Everlong comes on, oh. everyone is like, this is the best song ever written. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's my next five minutes, yeah. Yeah, like, like, I'm <laughs> in it. I'm in Everlong now. <laughs> so, the chat's going the, off on Everlong. Because <laughs> it happens. Whether, you yeah. can, whether you're in a room and you can sing with people or not, you will still chat along with them. <laughs> Apparently, singing <laughs> is to chat in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. Yeah. Oop. <laughs> Oop. And now the spell is broken. Right now, it's not a cover anymore. <laughs> oh and yeah, now, when their hands got all big. What the fuck yeah, was that about? Such, the classic Foo Fighters weird videos. Oh my god. But like that song. 
I don't know. I would love to do it. And I would love to do it like not in my band's style because the original is so great. I, there's, there yeah. must be, so what's the threshold, right? A song can be so good originally that you can't do it better. <laughs> like the covers mm-hmm. will never, will never hold up. Yeah. What happens then? You guys ever seen those Mentos commercials? What does that mean? Doug, that's <laughs> there's a Mentos thing in, in a Foo Fighters. But he put video. it in quotes, so yeah. Is it is like what's up? What's going on right now? I don't understand. I don't, know. <laughs> um, I don't think like we do cover nights sometimes because they pay well. Like that's that's yeah. why our my all original band occasionally does cover shows because it's a big party and like people go crazy. In the moment, I love this song. Oh my god! And you have that very brief moment of like, I'm yeah. doing it, you know. <laughs> but, well, right. It's it's a huge party, and and it and it pays well. Um, but it it also allows you to still be an original band, because I I've yeah. always felt like there's kind of a distinction. Like if there's a band that does cover sets and and mixes in some of their originals. That has a totally different place in my mind. I think I'm biased against that. And I don't know Mm -hmm. if I'm a jerk for that or not. Um, But I I also feel like I'm not really a jerk for that because those bands get paid a lot better than bands who are trying to be all original bands. They can, uh, like, even back to, like, the late 90s and stuff, they they were able to get, well, (laughs) further than that, that's just the soonest I I was paying attention. But, yeah, they were able to get all-night gigs at, at bars that actually paid money. And then you're trying to yeah. do originals. You got to, you got to put three bands on a night and it's ridiculous. And you get 30 minutes to play. Yeah. You get 30. Yeah. Stupid. So yeah, I feel like it's okay to be like, that's a sacrifice for that, mm-hmm. that you don't really get to be taken seriously as an, as an original band. Right. I, I prefer the sacrifice of, I'm going to play two shows this year that are all covers and they are not yeah. Delaney interpretation covers. They are, Note for note, we have right. to nail these parts. Covers, so people um, can sing along. Covers, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and it's like they are emo night. It's a thing around yeah. here now that's happening, and it's it's a lot of fun. Like I said a million times, but sometimes it's we're gonna do a set, and here's our set, and it's a bunch of different bands or singles from two or three or four bands. Okay. Um, sometimes it's like Delaney is playing as so and so, a more specific right. thing. Um, the Halloween and it shows is still- usually. End it up is being, still you, you know. It's still yeah, it's like, like yeah. Well, last year we did Delaney as Fallout Boy, and we just did all Fallout Boy songs. Yeah, but we did them as as t- to the record. Like we did not yeah. reimagine them at all. So <laughs> Delaney playing as Sting, <laughs> 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 love it. Um, and the other thing is like <laughs> the the part that nobody sees about doing all that. That is a lot of work to get ready to play yeah. a, an hour and twenty minutes of covers for a band that's also trying to do their that's original a long stuff. Set. It's a long set, and or an hour. You know, if there's two bands playing, you know, two or three, so it's a long set for an original band that's used to playing around forty-five minutes. It's also um, a lot of work to get ready for, like because covers are not in our back pocket. A lot of um, People who are gigging in cover bands regularly, that's their thing. They can just pull them out at any time. I'm not prepared for that. So, you know, I, right, Eric was telling me earlier, he tallied up his song list, 75 tunes ready to go. Yeah. I don't have that. I have the Delaney catalog. 
partially. <laughs> partially. <laughs> Sometimes you just, you know, you guys yeah. play that one off the record. I haven't got that one ready right now. Right. Yeah, well, some of it's like... <laughs> The, the EP1 stuff from before I was in the band, like they, we, yeah. if we ever throw those on the set, it's like, okay, I didn't write this. So, like, it's not how I would play it. You know, <laughs> I have yeah. to like completely rethink all of that. But you're, you're side eyeing your bandmates, like, yeah. what can I get away with here? Yeah. So, that's a whole 75 songs is how you do it as a professional, man. Right. Um, but, you know, it's weeks of practice, of, yeah. of a weekly practice to get, like, oh, we got to do these 12 Fall Out Boy songs. And it's not like they're particularly complicated, but then in doing covers like that, you have to analyze all the parts and figure out what's the part that matters right now. Because there might be more instrumentation yeah. or there might be different parts that like you can all cover as a, we're a four piece. So um, get it to be convincing. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So uh, I don't know. I don't think I would find the same satisfaction in being in a cover band because I, I vastly prefer the original music. I like writing music. I think that's yeah. a difference for people. Not everybody wants to write music but wants to play music. So, mm-hmm. um, It's a totally different complication. Like you said, learning learning covers is not nothing. Mm. Um, and it's not like it's less complicated than writing originals. It's complicated in a totally different way. Um and you know it's going to matter song to song and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. yeah. And who knows what tunings are used? And <sighs> God, tell me about it. And we're we play in E flat, so E flat standard. So so do you E flat standard the Fallout Boy songs? They're often already in E flat standard in oh, that okay. case. But um, some other bands, it's like oh, we have to transpose this because the original record is in a key that you know our singer can't achieve. <laughs> so it's like uh-huh. we have to we have to pitch it down. Like we'll do it in logic. We'll take the song file and pitch it down yeah. like two and a half steps to Ooh. where it can Whoa. meet where it can like meet our guitars, you know, and kind of make sense with guitar shapes we're used to and stuff like that. It's really yeah. weird. But huh. then in context, you don't know that because it's like it's that ear acclimation thing. Keys are relative, basically. Right. So you start yeah. playing it, you're gonna sing along in key. It doesn't matter. But um yeah, I don't know. It's it's, a, it's time taken away from doing other original band stuff, which is the part I struggle with. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it sounds like, to me, like that's a sweet spot, though, for, um, you know, getting involved with, with covers and stuff like that and not taking too much away. But I don't know. Maybe maybe yeah. you maybe it's not. Maybe it's the opposite because if you're spending all that time rehearsing for one show, and whereas yeah. cover band, you know, like they're you know work up seventy five songs, and then you're gonna do that four hundred times. Yeah, it's a really different thing. Um, yeah. But it's like we'll take all this time and then make a bunch of money from it that we can put towards our original thing, which is the age old. Yeah. It's anyway. <sighs> Facts. I want to listen to Everlong really loud right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that's that's about a podcast. Yeah. Do you think? I think so. I keep having the wrong windows open. There we go. There's my chat. Okay. <sighs> okay. How are you? How how am I? My my arm hurts <laughs> yeah. a little bit. It's starting oh, to it's yeah, starting it's to starting sink to in. Um yeah, I can feel it. I can feel it. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. You look vexed as hell. <laughs> I, feel, 
<laughs> feeling vexed. I'm going to go spit on people. <laughs> cough in your eyeballs. <laughs> so, yeah. well, yeah. Yeah, it's possible that I'll have like a fever tomorrow or something. Uh, Marielle did. But That's how you know it's working. Yep. Yeah. Like, It'll be the best of, fever I ever had. Yeah. You're going to be <laughs> sitting there feeling crappy like, I love this. <laughs> Very literally. All right. Well, thanks for listening to The Tone Control. You are our friend. And if you're listening to The Tone Control, that might be that might uh, put you in the set of human beings that would be interested in our Discord community, which can be found at the link right at the top of your show notes. Follow that link and join us for some... What? Should I tee up my name, Justin? Is he... Oh, because <laughs> you always say it wrong. <laughs> 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 oh god uh, well, totally derailed yes we have a discord community <laughs> there's, a, there's a link to the discord in the show notes uh, where you can come hang out and chit chat and it's open and free to everybody we're talking about gear and video games and movies and music of course and and all kinds of stuff we're making fun of each other all the time so all right, it's, a, it's, so a good, it's a good time but also what what, what what are you gonna say? I'm gonna do it. I want to do the Discord names. I gotta redeem myself. Okay. Well, I gotta explain who those people are. They are our patrons, and okay. for a dollar a month, you can get a shout out here on the show and your official uh, tone control praise deployment, which is what's about to happen. If you pay, <laughs> love that. Can we keep that tone control? Prepare for tone control praise deployment. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> then Thank for you bucks. for your for two for We're two. All right, for, for two bucks a month, for one dollars a month, you get pro- <laughs> you get our praise deployed. Yeah, you get our praise deployed all over you. For, for two bucks a month, for two bucks a month, you get uh, access to the special secret area of the Discord where you could be with us while we record and um, heckle me. Uh, especially yeah. when I when I get ready to say your name, um, our our those support, names are <laughs> those names are the the patron supporters for this episode are Norman Mosley, Ryzen Wolf, Andrew Walsh, Jamie Evans, Jeffrey Wright, Doug King, Doug Gann, Righteous Ryan Johnson, Steve Huffman, Jonas Sabatini, Jerry Skellington, OG friend of the show, Brian Rizzi, Doug Christ of 37 Effects, Sean Wright of Lollygagger Effects, and Brian Gower and Kyle McIntyre of the Tone Jerks Podcast. Boom! No mistakes. Flawless performance. It's all about ownership. You know, you really gotta... Just gotta take it and really hold on. Doesn't matter if it's yeah. wrong. You just yeah. <laughs> just play, play. You play a wrong note. Play it again. Play it till it's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I think the synth pedal keeps turning on next to me. Every time I look over, it the light is on, and I click the button, and it turns off. And then I turn back around, and I look at it again, and it's on again. So, uh, update <laughs> the boss SY one haunted. It is possessed. Yes. Uh, yeah, so um, that's yep. that's the tone control, folks. And um, thanks for hanging out. And uh, we'll see you next time, I guess. I, I've, I'm I'm fading now. <laughs> I have nothing yep, yep. left. <laughs> we'll see you in in two weeks. Um, this episode will come out after. But uh, get used to Derek uh, doing some live streams of yeah. pedal demos on our YouTube channel. 
um, sign up for. And what do you, what do you smash that bell? Cause then you'll get notified. Yeah, um, subscribe, uh, like, comment, and subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, comment, <laughs> hit the, subscribe. Hit the bell and you'll be notified when we go live, which will be. Yeah. And sometimes. I think we, you can schedule them and then there's a notification that says mm-hmm. this is going to be happening at a certain time. So we can probably get yep. that to work too, because that's going to be better than saying them on the show since it takes me like four days to edit them and put them out. So, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just give good. myself four days. It doesn't really take four days. <laughs> Podcasting is hard, everybody. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Stay uh, guitar-y. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to let you fix that one. We're out of here. Okay. Uh, boo. That was bad. All right. You should feel yep. bad. Yeah. I do feel bad. <laughs>